Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave King. Hey, small to mid-sized business owners, how many hats do you wear on a daily basis? I'm willing to bet it's more than a few. You've got HR considerations to tend to, marketing initiatives to deploy, accounts payable to manage, and that's not even taking into consideration the real reasons you got into business in the first place. And don't forget, you got to get the kids to soccer practice. Today's guest wears multiple hats as well. As a small business owner herself, Amy Smith knows all about the ins and outs of managing all aspects of a company. Amy is also a QuickBooks Pro Advisor here at Ray & Associates, located in our Zanesville, Ohio office, and she has recently facilitated several QuickBooks seminars in the southeastern region of the state. On this episode of Unsuitable, Amy is going to talk about some of the common pitfalls business owners have to grapple with and why the secret to rising above a lot of these challenges may just lie in good bookkeeping practices. Welcome to Unsuitable, Amy. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. I'm so, excited. How about that intro? I didn't read that. Gosh, uh, I didn't write that you intro. You sound awesome. Yeah, well, we have ghostwriters. You know, <laughs> we uh, we pay a lot of money for our ghostwriters. Uh, well, you know, we have a pretty good marketing team that makes me look really good. So. Yeah, they do. They yeah. uh, they do do a nice uh, nice they team. Do. But they do. But uh, you know, we're gonna dump into uh, jump into bookkeeping uh, practices and and some of the good stuff. But you know, I, I I have to share with you some of the things I've noticed over the last couple years that uh, maybe two things that, you know, the um, poor bookkeeping practices have crept into uh, the business environment as well as uh, tattoos are in the uh, business uh, environment more so than ever before. So hopefully we can uh, wrestle through and tackle some of those. So what do you want to tackle first? Uh, Poor business uh, bookkeeping practices or the tattoos? Oh, man. Tattoos, I have a really bad story about, so we better skip that one. And let's 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 handle the bookkeeping first. Okay. I think I'm up for that challenge today. Not enough beers yet. Not enough beers maybe, for the tattoos? Maybe, maybe one or two more beers and you'll get the tattoo story. So, you know, we talk about the business owners wearing many hats and you yourself as a business owner. And uh, so, you know what that means firsthand. You work that firsthand. There's just many, many hats you have to do. And sometimes what, what I've experienced in you as well is the bookkeeping maybe happens at uh, eight o'clock at night at the end of the day, Certainly maybe Saturday is. morning, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. That's and, if marketing doesn't get in the way or there's a major emergency or there's a family emergency. Yeah, it might get done. And uh, customer calls, client calls, you know, it's just, it just is, is put on the back burner. Especially if you're a service-oriented business, a small business like my husband and myself, um, we get calls all the time. I know how I work with my clients. I always tell them, like, you know, if you have an issue with your accounting, even if it's on a Saturday and it's at, you know, in the middle of the afternoon or in the evening or whatever, call. Because I know that that is probably the only 10 minutes or a half hour that you have to be able to get your books done. And I'd rather you call instead of wait and putting it off and then forget to call. And then we have a bigger issue then later. It, and then nobody it doesn't happen. Even, it doesn't happen. Exactly. Before we get too deep into the conversation, I want to back up a second and, and talk about your credentials. You are a, did I get that correct? 
You are QuickBooks Pro Advisor. Yes, I have been. Is that like the grand poopa of That's, QuickBooks? Yeah, King? I'm the queen of queen? QuickBooks, I guess. I have been an active user of QuickBooks for, okay, I'm going to date myself, probably over 20 years. I started... My parents noticed that I was a prodigy when I was nine. So that tells you how old I am. Get going, huh? (laughs) It sounded good, didn't it? It did. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I've been actively using it. I started QuickBooks like most small business owners. I was working for a couple guys that owned a landscaping company. I was working part-time to be around my kids. And... You know, they were doing their books like most business owners do. An Excel spreadsheet, the checkbook was never getting reconciled. That's where I learned how to use QuickBooks. They said, you know, if you find something, tackle it. I, at that point, all those years ago, I hired a consultant to come in to teach me the ins and outs of it. And I got proficient to the point where I would have other contractors in the winter call me and say, hey, Amy, I hear you're pretty good at QuickBooks. Come and help. But it's not all about QuickBooks, it's really not about what software you're using. It's all about developing good bookkeeping habits. So uh, a process, the the system, systemic issues with, with good bookkeeping. Let's talk about the value of good bookkeeping. And, <sighs> well, and, you're in the height of tax season, so you tell me the value of well, good Well, you know, well, we just sent out a couple invoices where we had to correct some uh, bad yeah. uh, bookkeeping. The value of good bookkeeping comes into many plays. Let's talk about the banker. Let's pick on the construction industry because I have quite a few construction clients. How many of them need a new piece of equipment, something breaks, and they need it tomorrow? They go to their bank, they print off their reports in QuickBooks or whatever software or Excel spreadsheet, and the bank looks at it and it's a total, complete disaster. They know they're not right. And they need them to make an answer within 24 hours. And it's not going to happen. And it's because they don't have good, clean books. Then look at it from the aspect of tax season. Were you able to do tax planning? Instead of on April 14th, they get this big, huge tax bill that they were not prepared for. But if they had clean books in October, we could have reviewed them, told them what they had. And if they're a construction company, yes, they could have bought new equipment to offset that tax. And, and do some planning. And do some planning. You know, obviously you run into situations where, as a business owner, I think, man, my, my books are in good shape. <laughs> and I may not know any better. That's right. That's true. And we often, we get into situations ourselves as um, I know a few CPAs who have gotten and, you know, they've accepted engagements. They think that they, you know, the bookkeeper's been doing a good job. But then they, when they get in there, they, oh, this is just a monstrosity. It's, it's not right. They don't have that. And sometimes all you need is a checkup. I mean, you know, have your, have somebody, even if you're not with Ray which you should be. But if you're not with Ray, you know, have your accounting professional take a look. Have a professional bookkeeper come in and take a look. I do that all the time. I change the oil. Change the oil. That's exactly right. Yeah. Just take a look under the hood. (laughs) Just check it all out. Check it all out. Check it out. You know, there are times where I'll have a a client or prospect uh, bring us their profit and loss statement, their income statement from QuickBooks, or they'll send it. I'll say, send me your, your information. And they just send me the, the income statement. And they're really proud of that income statement. They're like, oh boy, that's really good. And I said, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I need to send you see the balance sheet as well. 
So they send you the balance sheet and it's a mess. Do you know what the funny part about it, this is? A lot of business owners don't understand what a balance sheet is. They don't understand the value of having a good balance, a strong balance sheet. And I, when I first started using QuickBooks, I was young. I was very young then. And I didn't have the knowledge that I have now. And it's kind of like I like to describe it as Jenga. The Jenga game. Oh, yeah. Love that game. Okay. Double entry accounting. You know, you take one from here, you take one from here, you know. But the whole key to a good Jenga game is making sure that you have a solid foundation. And lots of beer. And well, and lots of beer. Yeah. But with that solid foundation, that means you have a solid balance sheet. And that is key to any business. I know for our, our business, we're a new business. We are looking, I've even, I mean, I, one of the things that I do with all of my clients is I train the business owner. They have a responsibility to be looking at their books and looking at certain reports. Yeah, they don't have to get into the weeds of things, but they need to understand what is going on in their business. And they have a responsibility. So when something big happens, they can't stand up and say, oh, I didn't know. That's responsibility. That's exactly right. You know, everybody has a pipe dream. They're going to love what they're going to do. And it's it all starts from a passion. But if they're not going to do the books, then they need to make sure that they hire somebody to do the books. You know, you'd mentioned uh, earlier that uh, good bookkeeping practices is a good part of the foundation of any business. If you don't have that, you're toast. Bookkeeping starts day one, not someday. Day one. Day one. Even when someone's developing an idea, because a lot of those expenses that they're incurring when they're out developing that idea can be deducted as they're creating the business. It's day one. You know, let's go, uh, let's shift gears uh, about good bookkeeping and how it relates to uh, cash flow management in and out. Again, there's, uh, you'd mentioned the banker, but let's talk about how good bookkeeping practices can help with cash flow management. I know for me as a business owner, it makes me sleep at night because you know what you're up against. The business owners that are just constantly putting out fires, they're the ones that I can make a huge difference in because I'm able to help them plan and prepare. And cash flow management is key to that success. And if they're not doing their books, they're not managing their cash, they're letting their cash manage them. What about uh, management? Uh, you know, we'll talk about managing. Let's talk about managing the balance sheet first. You know, obviously, we, we talked about cash and, and we laughed about an example of uh, a live example where we heard a business owner, a very successful business owner, well-dressed business owner. You wouldn't know that uh, this would happen, but he hadn't been reconciling his bank account for eight years. I heard he looks a little like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight years. Eight years. And you know, it's funny because I was just at somebody this, the other day and I opened up, they opened a drawer because I asked for their last bank statement and they pulled out probably a whole year's worth of bank statements had never been open. How can you operate not knowing where your cash flow is? So, is that rule, Amy's rule number one? <laughs> Queen Queen Amy's rule number one, cash ask, will you, be reconciled. If you ask my husband, there's a lot of rules that I have when it comes to running the books. <laughs> you know, can we get your husband on the line here? I want to I wanna know who runs that household. Wow. Well, 
it's 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 mutual. It's, it's mutual. mutual. And you know, it's 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 good because I've taught him. I've taught him good practices. He's able to go and look at reports. He's able to go in and look at past sales reports. He's able to set goals for himself. He knows at all times where he stands. And you know, and the reality of it, it yeah, being a new business cash is sometimes tough. But the reality of it is, is we know where we're going. And that's all that bookkeeping is, is it's kind of like a treasure map. If you don't know where you're going, you're just going to keep walking around in circles. Sure, sure. So rule number one, reconcile the bank. Rule number two, let's talk about billing and accounts receivable. How often do you demand? I was going demand. to say suggest. Demand. demand. <laughs> it depends on demand. who you talk to. If you're talking to, to my husband, to, it's demand. It, to do the billing. Billing, as soon as something's a task is performed, especially if you're a small business, cash flow is an issue. Communication is key in business. Communication, communicating with your customers. Do not let them get past, depending upon what your terms are, if they're 15 days, do not let them get past 30 days. I would say that on the 20th day, I'd be calling. Vendors, if you find that you're going to be in a situation where your cash is kind of backed up a little bit or it's held up, and you know it's going to be held out, reach out to them. Have a conversation. The longer that you keep them in the dark, the more leery they become of you as a business owner. I mean, we've had situations where we were going to be maybe five or 10 days late. You just pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, and they are so appreciative. And even in, in today's world, because so many bills move through email, I mean, they get lost. They get lost. Or people look at them on their phone and they'll say, oh, okay, I'll take care of that later. And then they forget about it and they forget to go back to it. So communication in today's business, as technology-oriented this is, pick up the phone. That's all you have to do is pick up the phone. So uh, again, pick up the phone, do billing instantaneously. Instantaneously. And, rec- and with today's technology, there's no reason why you can't. Why you can't do that. That's right. So- you know, just curious, have have you seen more tattoos in the marketplace than maybe ever before? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I know that we have a couple of clients who have a tattoo shop. So, yeah. But, Not uh, enough beers, Dave. You, do, you, uh, <laughs> do you have uh, any colleagues that have tattoos? You know, that you, that you have you, I, I I've know. seen a few. Have you? Yeah, you know yeah. the uh, the production crew here is 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 pretty good at talking about tattoos. Uh, oh, really? You know, uh, Bixler, you get a couple sixteen ounces in him, and he'll start. <laughs> uh, he's a tattoo expert. So really, he wow. Is. So you learn a lot of things here on uh, oh, Unsuitable. Wow. wow. Okay, so we got another rule. We need another rule. You talked about um, you know receivables, cash, and accounts payable. What about inventory? You know, I don't need uh, to keep inventory. I, I'm just going to keep a little Excel spreadsheet. Uh, maybe I'll count uh, it. Uh, but my accountant says I got it. Like that's going to cost me. Uh oh, here comes a rule. Now inventory is important. I'm not working with you. You got too many rules. <laughs> I make it fun because at the end of the day, when somebody's worked with me and they've gone through what I call a process, because it is a process. And they're able to do tax planning for the first time. And then something positive comes out of that. You know, they have that, what I call, okay, the Oprah moment, the aha moment. That's what they get when they do their books right. As far as another rule, you know, looking at reports, looking, that's the first place that you're going to find mistakes or you're going to find things that are not posted correctly. 
housekeeping, you know, making sure your vendors are up to date, the information that's in there. I'm a big advocate for that. Okay. And I would say I probably do that in our own books probably every quarter. It makes it, it's, it's simplified. You know, as a business owner, I, I don't have time. I'm in the weeds. I wear many hats. I don't have time to look those statements. Can you develop a dashboard for me on a daily basis? Yes. And so these are the metrics that I need to run the business and make decisions. Doesn't have to be a lot, but I don't care about, I care, but I don't really care about crude city withholding tax. Right. That's not going to help me run the business, but I need metrics. And that's one of the things you can help me do. Yeah. It, the One of the cool things, and especially guys, I hear this a lot. Guys, what? they like the little graphs and the, all the colors. And, you I know, just like cash. I don't care about the graphs. <laughs> you like green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? With QuickBooks, you have the company snapshot. You just pull up the company snapshot. It'll show you what your receivables are. It'll show you what your payables are. It'll show you where you're at just in a snap. So if I ask you to do analysis of my bookkeeping practices, could if I asked to buy an hour of your time, could could you give me a pretty good strategy within an hour? Could you see where I'm at? Yeah. I do it all the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> and yeah. then what? Then the hammer falls. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just being observant. It's just, you know, you walk in, you kind of see how things are handled. I was in a situation a few weeks ago. I went into a business. Um, it was a little retail store. And first thing I wanted to know is, are you tracking inventory? What do you think they said? They weren't. No, they weren't. They had no idea what was going out that door by customer or by employee. And they might be the ones that complain about their tax bill. Yep. How about that? Exactly. Or their bill from their accountant. How about that? Yeah. So I know you uh, you strongly believe that good bookkeeping allows you to be proactive rather than reactive. One of the best advice I ever received was from a former employee when I was getting ready to start my consulting business when I first started out on my own was, he says, you know, Amy, the thing that I hate the most is when our accountant walks in here three days before tax season and hands me a tax bill. He says, if you can get your clients to be proactive instead of reactive, you are doing something. And that has stuck with me every day. So I understand you're uh, presenting several QuickBooks seminars. Yes. And yes. Um, how do I get in? How do I get a seat? How do I get a seat in How one do you of that? get a seat? Um, if you go to our Facebook page, um, our Ray Facebook page, there's a listing there. Um, right now, we're currently doing them in uh, Marietta. We're doing them in Zanesville, and we're doing them over in Newark and Lincoln County. Seating limited? A little bit. Lincoln County, it's not, but in Zanesville, uh, we're having about 20 people. Uh, Marietta, we have about 15. So the numbers are getting up there. So it's good stuff. So uh, you need to uh, bring that to the uh, other markets around the state of Ohio. So we talk about many different versions of, of QuickBooks. Uh, are there any particular versions that, um, that you like? We hear the online version. Uh, that, that Actually, that question came in from a caller. Okay. That's not my question. It came in from no, we uh, have caller. a caller. All right. It, the question is, let me read the question. When do you prefer QuickBooks online or the old disks? 
That was kind of an older guy that asked that it's question. It's not the but... old disk. It's the desktop version. If you ask an, an accounting professional, and if you take a poll, if you walk down this hallway and you take a poll, most people do not like QuickBooks Online. But there's a place for QuickBooks Online. Um, if you are a business that has an inventory-based business, you do a large volume, it definitely is not for you. If you are a service-based business and you're just running some basic invoices, you know, you're doing everything with a debit card, QuickBooks Online is for you. Sure. It works. And you can help me navigate that decision to make, because I won't know. Yes, I I won't know how to do it. I just want my metrics, my dashboard. (laughs) You want your dashboard. And my cash reconciled. And your cash. Have your cash reconciled. Our guest today has been Amy Smith with Ray and Associates located in Zanesville, Ohio. Actually, you travel throughout Ohio with your QuickBooks expertise. I do. And thanks again for joining us on Unsuitable today, Amy. Thank you and for great having insight. me. It's truly amazing what clean books can do for business. Thank you for bringing your unique perspective to today's shows. Listeners, if you want to learn more about QuickBooks or if you have a specific bookkeeping question, Email us at podcast at raycpa.com. We're happy to put you in touch with Amy or one of our other bookkeeping professionals. Have you subscribed to Unsuitable on iTunes yet? What are you waiting for? And here's a pro tip to help you maximize your experience. Try listening to Unsuitable with an ice cold beer in your hand. In my experience, it makes the listening experience that much better. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.